Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 30 of Walk On Radio Humph. Tell everybody how you're feeling. We just had our first game last week. Had a great time. Got to introduce some new uniforms. Humph, what is going on? Man, it's a it's a great time to be a Bearcat. You know, we're we're coming into a bye week, and and you know, bye weeks are are unique because you know you still have to treat them like you have a game at the end of the week, but obviously you don't. So coming into a one and zero rather than zero and one is is a pretty pretty solid feeling. So of course we're going to start off the show with talking about Sam Houston football. You know, we didn't pick them because, like we said, we're always going to pick our team, our boys, the Bearcats. But Humph. Talk to you about how the game with Sela went. It was a really close one, high-powered offensive game. But tell me how it felt to be back in Bauer Stadium, back at home, in the brand-new uniforms, playing football again. Well, it was good, Dalton. And, and I actually uh, – I, I think Cat fans actually tweeted at me and asked what I thought of the atmosphere. And I thought the atmosphere was great. Um, you know, I, I, it was probably more me being really excited to be back out there. But I thought for – for a little under 4,000 fans, I thought that I thought that Bauer Stadium was jumping. Uh, you know, a night game, top 25 matchup. Sela was juiced up. We were juiced up. The uniforms looked fantastic, might I add. I don't think that we are talking about them enough. Uh, but it was fun, Dalton, and, I, and I'm sure I'm sure you enjoyed it just as much as I do. But any anything is better when you win. Yeah, it was really fun to get out there and play. We both got a lot of significant time for the first time in a long time at Humph. Uh, you know, a lot of people don't know, but you had your first career tackle ever in college football. So congratulations, Humphs. You knocked somebody down. It was a pretty good tackle, pretty solid. That's number one. Hopefully we'll get a lot more from you out of that. But we have a lot of scores to talk about, a lot of upsets. The top 25 is crazy now for FCS. But before we get into all that, we have some NFL news. And number one, it finally happened, Humph. J.J. Watt has found a home. Everyone was speculating, where is he going? I kept saying he was coming home. People were saying he's going to the Bills. We don't know what happened, but finally, Humph, J.J. Watt found a home. Talk to me about that, and what is your reaction to it? Well, before I say who it is, obviously we know by now, but I'm very surprised. Uh, You know, you heard a lot about the Bills. You heard a lot about, you know, going to play with his brother in Pittsburgh. You heard a lot about going to play back home uh, for Green Bay, and personally, that's kind of where I thought he was going to end up, but he's playing for the Arizona Cardinals, uh, which is, which is a little strange to me, but he did in fact have a large payday. Yeah. And the really cool thing about this is, you know, me and my Cardinals, I've been hyping this up and I didn't see this coming at all, but man, am I excited to see him in the red, the red sea with Chandler Jones on the other side. Let me ask you this. And you said it yourself with the money. Do you think it's because he wants to chase a championship? Do you think he trusts Arizona in winning a championship? Or do you think it's more that they offered him a little bit more money than everybody else? I don't know that you can – I don't really know that you can say he's chasing a championship because chasing a championship is going to a team that is close. Uh, and I'm not saying that Arizona doesn't have the pieces you know, to win a title. I just don't think they're there yet. And I don't know if they'll be there – you know, for for the duration that J.J. Watt has left. However, they are a talented team. Uh, they have great pieces. They have they have Kyler Murray, who I think you know can can be a pretty solid NFL quarterback. You've got uh, former teammate DeAndre Hopkins, who I think the world of. Uh, and then, like you said, you've got Chandler Jones on that that other side of the pass rush. So a lot of good pieces there. But 
man, that NFC West is, uh, in my opinion, the best division in football. So maybe chase the check more than a ring, but I, I you know, you you can make a case for both. Yeah, and Arizona started off with an upset, had a, had a great first half of the season, but kind of fell off and struggled. It'll be fun to see the Arizona Cardinals go on manhunt. Let me tell you, Russell Wilson, if he didn't want to leave Seattle now, he definitely wants oh. to leave now that he has to face J.J. Watt and a plethora of other pass rushers. It's going to be a pain for him. We'll keep tracking him. We still got Deshaun Watson. We still have Russell Wilson on that little tracker where they're going to end up. It's looking like Deshaun Watson might be staying in Houston, but I don't know if he's going to be playing. So, Humph, let me ask you this. Deshaun Watson, if he stays a Houston Texan, not by choice, but because they do not want to trade him, is he going to play any football next year? Man, you know, I, I, I take him for a man of his word. Uh, and, and throughout this process, he has been pretty pretty adamant how unhappy he was. So, you know, I, I've, I've never been behind the uh, the whole sitting out um, move. But I think in this case, I think Deshaun Watson would sit out, Dalton. Yeah, it's gonna be, we're going to keep tracking him. Hopefully he finds another place, uh, another quarterback. And our next topic that we need to talk about that we don't know where he's going to end up is Dak Prescott. Now, I don't know if you've read the article. It, it, a lot of fake news out there. You never know. But apparently, according to sources, Dak Prescott wants to be paid close to what Patrick Mahomes is paying, getting paid. That's not saying he wants the equal amount. He just wants to be close. The Humph, talk to me about Dak Prescott and the situation. Are you worried? Are you nervous he's still going to be a Cowboy? Are they going to franchise tag him? So, Humph, talk to me about Dak Prescott and your boys. Well, you know, I the, the report thing, I don't pay any attention to that because, you know, I, I could tweet out from Walk On Radio right now that Dak Prescott called us and said he wants to be paid a billion dollars. Uh, so I don't really take I don't really take any attention to, to the source thing. But you know I know he wants a big payday. I know he wants a long term deal, and I think he deserves a long term deal. But here, here's here's the here's the here's the kicker. Okay, and I, and I had had this conversation with somebody today. It, the 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 overall salary. You know, I doesn't. I don't. I don't mind that. Whatever. Pay him. Pay him what. Pay him what Mahomes is getting. Five hundred million. Whatever it is. It's the yearly salary that matters, and, and that's because you know it goes towards your cap. And you know, if Dak Prescott is. If we feel like he's asking for too much money, and and it's really going to hinder what we're able to do elsewhere, we're not going to be able to win a championship because we. I mean, we have to put good players around him. Uh, and I'm not saying that. You know, I know it's not going to be cheap. If we have to get rid of one of our studs, you know, I understand that's that's business. I, I, I'd hope not. I know a lot of times in this instance they'll they'll do what's called uh, backloading uh, salaries. So basically, you know, if I'm if I'm scheduled to make ten million dollars this year and I'm scheduled to make ten million dollars next year, well, I can cut my my salary in half this year and put it on to next year, uh, and so the cap, you know, it doesn't. It helps the cap in the current season, and, and you fix it later on. So I kind of think you can see that with guys like Demarcus Lawrence, Jalen Smith, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, Amari Cooper, guys like that, just to, to get Dak on board. Um, but but really, Dalton, if you want if you want my real opinion on what I think is going to happen, I think they're going to tag him. Um, and again, I told you last episode, I don't understand the negative connotation that, that comes behind the word franchise tag. Uh, I understand, you know, the security of, of you know, if, if you get a major injury like Dak just did, um, 
you know, you don't have long-term payment. I understand that. But you do become the third highest payer, uh, third highest paid player uh, at your position in the NFL for, for that current season. Yeah, and the thing too with Dak Prescott, a lot of people complaining about, well, he should just play, he should shouldn't worry about the contract. And we saw last year with Dak Prescott's injury, is it could happen at any time. So, and we don't know if the, you know, look at Alex Smith, he had a leg injury that people thought he was never going to play. So you want to have your contract and your money in place to be able to keep working in case something like that happens. Hopefully, let me ask you this question. And I know it's unrealistic, and it's your boy. I've asked you this before, but are you willing to lose Ezekiel Elliott in order to get Dak? Man, I you know again, it's hard for me to decide this because I do not think that that is likely. Um, but you know, I, I guess I guess I would be yeah, Zeke is my boy. He's he's probably my favorite player in the NFL. But I guess I would be, you know, it'd be a little unfair to say I wouldn't give up Zeke for for a, a really really talented young franchise quarterback. So yeah, I guess I'd take that over him for the Cowboys. And another question is, and you know, this is all hypothetical, but let's say Dak ends up leaving. Is there any quarterbacks on the market, you know, a Deshaun Watson, a Russell Wilson, that you'd be interested in bringing to the Cowboys? You know, I say, you know, we always say, I say you like you're part of the team, but you are part of the team. Is there anybody that you would be really interested in bringing in or maybe even draft that quarterback? Man, I'm, to be honest, well, I don't know. I've never thought, I haven't thought about uh, drafting one. Uh, I'd have to look at that, but. <laughs> I'm not interested in Russell Wilson. Um, obviously, he's one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL. I just don't, I just don't see a very long timetable with him. And I think the Cowboys, as far as their studs, I think that they're just now getting into their prime. Uh, and so I don't really want a quarterback that's leaving his prime. You know what I mean? But obviously, Deshaun Watson, you know, interests me a lot. Um, I just, I just question. I mean, if we. You know, if we're willing to take on his contract, why aren't we willing to pay Dax? Um, so, I, and like I've told you before, I'm picking Dak over Deshaun Watson to keep the draft picks that, that it would cost to, to have Deshaun Watson. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I'd, have to, I'd have to think about drafting someone, you know, in this hypothetical scenario that you've come up with. Um, I remember jokingly, uh, we talked about uh, Jerry Jones drafting a guy like Zach Wilson. Uh, I, I will say Zach Wilson would look would look good in cowboy blue. Um, so I, I don't know. That'd be something to look at. Obviously, I'm biased towards Trey Lance because he's an FCS guy. That'd be pretty neat. Um, but it's gonna be Dak. I'm not worried. Uh, it'll be it'll be interesting to see if it's a deal, if it's a tag, whatever. But I, I'm I'm pretty confident that something will get done. Yeah, and uh, I, I mentioned Russell Wilson because he did say that he had interest in playing for the Cowboys if he ended up getting traded or leaving the Seahawks. Another team is the Bears. He really he was really interested in going to the Bears and helping them out. It could be crazy. We could see something like that. And man, you mentioned Zach Wilson, and I don't know if you saw this, and I you know I can't back up whether this is true or not, but apparently some scouts have put Zach Wilson as the number one and number two quarterback in the draft. You know, he's kind of switched around number two, but a couple have put him at number one. I think that's crazy. I know you think that's crazy. Is Zach Wilson, do you think he could be the truth for some NFL team? I Dalton, I, I'll tell you like I've told uh, me, and, me and Coach Merkins, uh, a big fan of the show. I'm sure he's going to listen to this. So, uh, But me and him have talked about it, and, and I'm personally not a huge Zach Wilson guy. I have not jumped on the Zach Wilson uh, bandwagon. I think he's a talented player, but 
there's just no way I'm taking him ahead. Well, definitely not Trevor Lawrence. You know how I feel about Trevor Lawrence. But I'm not taking him ahead of Trevor Lawrence. I'm not taking him ahead of Justin Fields. And I'm probably not taking him ahead of Trey Lance. Uh, and so I think he's a, I think Zach Wilson is a first-round talent. I think he showed us that last year at BYU. But I, I, just, I think that this quarterback class is deep. And I think there's other avenues that I would go. Yeah, Zach Wilson had a career year at BYU, put up a lot of numbers now. He's big time for the draft. A lot of teams are looking at him. People are saying maybe the Bears, maybe the 49ers, shoot, maybe even the Texans if Deshaun Watson leaves. A lot of little options for Zach Wilson. We're going to keep a a track on him, see how his career goes on. And uh, we're talking about college football. And our last thing before we move on to scores is our boy Tom Herman. Now, we were asking where he should go now that he left the University of Texas. We thought, what, co- what team is he going to be the head coach for? Where is he going to go? What team is he going to turn around and change like the Houston Cougars? Well, we have our answer. Tom Herman has found a new job, and it is, uh, it's not what I expected. So, Humph, tell people where Tom Herman ended up, and how do you feel about that? I mean, you know, he's uh, it's cool, I guess. You know, maybe that's what he was looking for. Maybe he didn't want to be a head coach, but he's going to be – a uh, is a defensive yeah defensive analysis guy for the Chicago Bears. Uh, so certainly interesting, but you know all power to him if he wanted to get into the NFL business. Uh, I know that the Bears are are a big rival of Dalton's. So uh, how how do you feel about Tom Herman? Man, I'm a, I'm a little disappointed that he went to the Bears, and I'm surprised myself. I thought he was going to stay the college route, maybe pick up another team, a lower school team, and turn him around. Let me ask you this, Hump. Do you think that this move is, like you said, a small step into a, a eventual better job in the NFL, maybe a position coach job than maybe a coordinator up to the head coach? Do you think this is his start for a hopeful NFL career? Uh, yeah, you, you, would, you would have to say so because, you know, look, He's the, he's the head coach of the Texas Longhorns. And, and it's not like, I know Texas didn't play up to their standards or, or what people want their standards to be, but they still had success. I mean, they won a lot of big bowl games while he was there. Um, and so you're crazy to think that he couldn't have, you know, a decent a mid-major college football head coaching job uh, when he got fired from Texas. So maybe he wants to get in the NFL, like you said, get a position job maybe a coordinator job, and, and who knows, maybe be an NFL head coach one day. It's going to be really fun to watch Tom Herman's journey. Uh, I really enjoyed him at UT. I thought he did a good job. Of course, a lot of high expectations for University of Texas. He couldn't reach them, wasn't able to win a Big 12 championship. That's okay. Hopefully he will find a job that he loves and he can sit at at the NFL. But now, Humph, it is time. A lot of stuff happened in FCS last week, a lot of scores. I'm going to start rolling, Humph. Stop me at any time if you want. But here we go. Starting off, we have Southern. Wait, wait, wait. Don't, 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 don't. Go ahead. This was, a, this was a big week. This big was a week. big week, okay? And before you, before you lay down the scores, let me just, let me just fill in what, what we should be ready for. Okay? Oh, yeah. I saw this. Tell the um, people. Preston, Preston Adams, he, he's, a, he's a follower of Walk On Radio on Twitter. I like his stuff. He's a big FCS guy. Preston Adams posted in an article this week, okay, 11 of the top 25 teams lost this week. However, five of the top 25 teams did not play, which means over half of the playing top 25 teams this last weekend lost. Nine of those 11 losses were to unranked opponents. Five of the top 15 teams lost to unranked unranked opponents. Six of the losses to unranked opponents were by two scores or more. Mm. So... 
What a weekend, Dalton. I mean, I, I saw somebody tweet this, but they said that this was the greatest string football uh, weekend of all time, which is funny because there's only been two or three. But what a, I mean, just what a, what a whirlwind of emotions for teams. I mean, I, I, I think that this is a sign for things to come. But wow, and we'll, we'll obviously talk about it. But you, you. You get us into the scores, and uh, we, we can talk about the big ones. And, man, it, the, the funny thing, too, is, like, you know, we're walk-on radio. We're covering these games, but, you know, it's game prep for us. We were at we were getting ready for a game on Saturday, so we're, we're preparing for a game while also talking about scores and freaking out. It was a crazy week for us, but let's roll into the scores, and I guess we should start it off with the big one, the most important game that happened, and that's North Dakota State. They have finally lost. They have broke a streak. They are, they are no longer number one. Humph, talk to me about this game. Southern Illinois with the win, 38-14 against North Dakota State. And it's time. I feel like this is the perfect time to ask you this question. Was this a good Southern Illinois game or was this a bad <laughs> North Dakota State game? Talk to me about this one. So this one this one happened pretty early in the day. And we played it, like you said, we, we were getting ready for a game. But we played it six. So I was you and I were actually able to watch most of this game uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but North Dakota State had a 39-game win streak. Yep. I mean, that, that, that comes out to about two and a half years. That is that is unbelievable, Dalton. I mean, they're the three-time defending national champs. They've won eight out of the last nine. And and what's the question that, that I asked when all this started? North Dakota State or the field? Yeah. And I, I stuck with the field, and, and I'm glad that I did because, boy, talk about a bad North Dakota State game. Good grief. You know, we saw it in week one against Youngstown State. They did not look like the North Dakota State bison that we normally see, and this last weekend was atrocious. The Salukis of Southern Illinois dominated offense, defense, turnover battle, everything. I mean, it was from from start to finish, and I kept looking for a way that North Dakota State was going to come back and make this right, but it just didn't happen. And, and man, I don't, I don't want to jump the gun, but... I think North Dakota State is on the hot seat. I, I, I they're going to be they're going to be stretching for uh, a playoff spot come come April. Wow, that's the, definitely a hot take. And I don't know if y'all saw my tweet, but I said I'm definitely a Saluki fan now. What a game! What a good performance by them. I know they tore it down after the game. They had themselves a great celebration. And uh, the next game, our new number one, James Madison. They get the win over Robert Morris, twenty four to thirteen. Now, Humph, I know you like Weber State. You know, James Madison's up there. Talk to me about, about this game, and do you think James Madison is a good number one pick? Well, we we'll get into we'll get into Weber State when when we get to that score. But uh, you know, if you guys saw uh, Walk On Radio's top twenty five FCS poll, we actually put Weber State number one. And my reasoning, you know, our reasoning behind that, James Madison was losing in the second half to Robert Morris. Um, and if you if you've never heard of Robert Morris. That's for good reason. They're nothing special. It's a small school up north. James Madison should have walked all over them. And, and instead, you know, kind of a close win. Uh, so it's not fair for me to say that James Madison isn't a worthy number one. But I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I, I haven't seen enough out of them to, to feel really confident about it. So what I hear from you, Humph, is you think that that number one is pretty much still up for grabs. It is not a a for sure number absolutely. one spot. I know. I absolutely think that, and I think it's going to change. I, I think I think the top five spots in the nation could could change every week. 
to, to be honest. Yeah, and there's, a, there's another team that we're going to talk about later that, that I've been picking that uh, I really enjoy watching. They could come up to the number one spot soon if they get another good win. But let's get into some more scores. Southern, they beat Alabama State 24-21 in a great matchup. Northern Iowa, they beat Youngstown State 21-0. Man, I tell you, those Penguins, they are the fighting Penguins. They, have, they, uh, they haven't won a game yet, but, man, they have been surviving. They survived against North Dakota State. They survived against UNI, but they lose uh, 21 to 0. Dell State gets the upset over Howard in a good game. Howard, man, they uh, they really struggle losing Cam Newton's brother and now Sam Houston State Bearcat, Jaquez, Ezard, Wofford. Man, they lose to Chattanooga 24 to 13. Humph, what's going on? Talk to me about Chattanooga versus Wofford. Yeah, so uh, I believe Wofford was number 11 last week. So obviously a, a national power. Uh, you know, they were looking to get an automatic qualifier out of their conference. Uh, and I'm not saying that's out of the question, especially because their big rival also lost this week, but we'll get into that in a second. But, yeah, Chattanooga, the fighting mocks, get the win. Uh, and a lot of, we, actually, we actually got some hate on our, on our page for not ranking them in the poll, um, and, and maybe rightfully so. Uh, I'm not going to say that I watched that game from start to finish, but I was impressed that the the fighting mocks were, were able to dethrone the Wofford Terriers, uh, and that's a big win for them. You know, hopefully, hopefully we'll see Chattanooga succeed for weeks to come. But that's it's a bad bad loss early in the season for Wofford. Man, and you talking about fighting mocks being a cool name, Chattanooga. What a cool name that is. What a great school. <laughs> Good win for them. Another score in the Southland Conference. Wow, and you know, a little bit a little biased because we are in the Southland Conference, but. We are looking really strong. Incarnate Word versus McNeese. Incarnate Word did not get the playoffs because of the winter storm. They come out and they beat McNeese 48 to 20. Humph, I'm going to ask you again because, you know, McNeese a little wishy-washy, but is this a bad McNeese game or is UIW something to mess with? Uh, I think I think it was an awful McNeese game. And I think that, well, okay, first off, let me comment another time on McNeese. Uh, we'll get to this score in a second, I'm sure, but... Dixie State pretty much beat Tarleton up and down. Uh, and, and, you know, McNeese beat Tarleton. Tarleton beat an FBS school the week the week later. Uh, and so, you know, people were thinking, okay, maybe McNeese is the real deal. Uh, not so fast. I don't, I don't know that Tarleton is that good. I, don't, I can't imagine Dixie State being very good. So I just – I think that we were kind of blinded by, you know, not a huge sample of games. So I think – I don't know if McNeese is, is who we thought they were, but impressive impressive showing from Incarnate Word. I mean, their their new quarterback he he he, he was slinging that thing three hundred fifty yards, four touchdowns. I uh, saw that they had a hundred one yard kickoff return, uh, and this this was a big win. So you know, I'd like to see them against you know a Nichols, uh, a Sam Houston, a Southeastern, but. You know, definitely, definitely going to keep an eye on it, Carter Word. Yeah, you talked about the kickoff return. We've said it. We said it during FBS. We'll say it now. Special teams is really important, especially in the first couple of weeks, because that's something you don't work on as much as your offense and defense. But it's very important in the game. We saw it with the 101 kickoff or kick return. And uh, you mentioned Dixie State, so I'm going to bring that up. Dixie State beat Tarleton 26-14. to And if I'm correct, this is Dixie State's first win in the FCS. Is that correct? That that is correct. So let me ask you this: What is your opinion on Tarleton? Because you were saying it yourself. They, their definition is the wishy-washy right now. But do you have an opinion on how Tarleton is as a team yet? Uh, I think that they, I, I think that they're in a good spot. 
given that they they're just getting started at the Division One level. I think in years to come, you know, with good recruiting classes, you know, obviously them playing against us and, and SFA and teams that have bigger markets and also joining the WAC, that's going to help them as far as exposure goes. But I just I think that they're I think that they're outmanned right now, um, and that's again. Props to him for, for almost beating McNeese. Props to him for beating a, a really bad FBS team, apparently. But I, I just think that they're probably a couple years behind the curve. Yeah, and we'll see him once we, like you said, once they get into the WAC program and they're playing all of us, maybe they'll develop, recruit better, and have a, a better team. But a good win for Dixie State. They get the first win and uh, they're rolling. Good for them. Another score, Furman. They lose to the Virginia Military Institution. Wow. Well, who would have thought that one? 14 to 13 in a, in a low-scoring game. The Virginia Military Institution. Wow, Humph. Uh, uh, Virginia Military Institution, a national championship contender? What do we think? <laughs> well, they've got a cool name, I'll say that. But, yeah, that's a huge win for them. Uh, it was 14 to 13. And, and Furman and Walford were the two favorites in that conference. And, I mean, they win it every year. Uh, and so, for those, for those two to go down on the same week, early in the season like this, Man, we, we, we're going to have a fun one this season. Yeah, it's going to make everything up for grabs. Another score, Samford. They beat Western Carolina 55-27 to in a beatdown. South Dakota. South, not South Dakota State. Not North Dakota. Not North Dakota State. South Dakota. They beat Illinois State 27-20. to Wow. Huh. Talk to me about this game. Illinois State, number 17 in the nation last week. And... <laughs> Like you said, not South Dakota State, not the Jackrabbits. This is the South Dakota Coyotes. South Dakota Coyotes upset the number 17 in the nation. They move up to 20th coming into this week. Illinois State, man, I'm I'm saying I'm saying great South Dakota game, very disappointing Illinois State game. I mean, they're they're usually a perennial national power, and, and to start out 0-1 like that, they are definitely behind the eight ball in a conference that is as strong as the Missouri Valley. Yeah, with North Dakota State losing, the Missouri Valley could be up for grabs. We might see a new champion and a, a new champion. And you brought up South Dakota State. North Dakota, which, you know, once again, mm. Humphreys mm-hmm. is a plague. I picked North Dakota. Humphreys picked North Dakota or South Dakota State. And North Dakota gets to win 28-17. to 17, And we said that they might be the real deal. Humph, is North Dakota not state but regular? Are they the real deal, the Fighting Hawks? First off, Dalton, you do realize I am 0-3. 0-3 in games of the week so far this FCS oh, season. Oh, man. That's, I mean, it's almost, it's almost, it's just laughable at this point. I mean, You're killing now, like, these teams here. Oh, I know. Like, if, if I'm sorry for any fans of these schools that I'm picking, if you guys are listening, feel free to come at me hard on Twitter <laughs> and tell me to change my mind because, and this is, I mean, it's to the point where I don't expect anything less. I mean, <laughs> I just, I'm under the assumption if, if Dalton and I pick a game differently, you can just go ahead and chalk Dalton up for a win. I mean, it's, 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 it's pretty funny, but talking about North Dakota, Dalton, man, they're the real deal. It's as simple as that. Um, I don't want to go as far as saying that they are the king of the Dakotas, but they might be the, the king of the Dakotas. Um, you know, they beat they beat South Dakota State. North Dakota State loses this week to 
the team that North Dakota beat last week very convincingly. And and now you've got North Dakota in an, in a top twenty five matchup this week against South Dakota. Kind of a that's kind of a uh, tongue twister with all the uh, South Dakota, Dakota State, all that. But fact of the matter is, North Dakota, the Fighting Hawks, they are the real deal. Yeah, they look really good. I'm gonna keep picking them. I love those boys. I, I really like them. They they might be my Arizona Cardinals of the FCS. I'm gonna keep voting for them. Big matchup against South Dakota. That is part of our pickup. Let's go on to some more scores. Missouri State, they beat Western Illinois 30-24 in a great matchup. And then Southern Utah beat Northern Arizona. Oh, no, take that back. Northern Arizona gets the win against Southern Utah. 34-33 uh, to 33 hump. Close matchup. Northern Arizona, they look pretty good. Yeah, uh, and, I, and they, they started the season with three preseason All-Americans. So I think that they're going to be relevant. They need to play a couple more games. But I like keeping up with them because that is actually who Sam Houston State will open up with. Uh, in the fall at their place. So that's pretty neat. Yeah, it's going to be really fun. We get to travel to Arizona, but boy, it's going to be hot. We're going to have to prepare for that one. We know we it's got a, that. Hey, it's in the dome. It's in the dome. It's in the dome. Okay. Well, it's thank, in the dome. Thank goodness, because New Mexico was bad. I couldn't imagine what Arizona was going to be like. Uh, more scores. Gardner Webb. Oh, my goodness. We said it oh, in man. the preview. Gardner Webb, they have not been successful, but they are a team to look out for, and they beat Elon. 42 to 20. My goodness. Is Gardner Webb the real deal? Well, you know, I, I again, I, I didn't get to watch that game. We were, we were preparing for our own, but they came out guns ablaze and put up a lot of points, put up a lot of yards, and, and they're, they're right outside the top 25. I'm looking at it right here, but yeah, I mean, Gardner Webb, maybe, maybe we'll, we'll have to keep an eye on them uh, for the next couple weeks. They have something to prove. They are tired of being told that they are not good. It is their time. Gardner Webb gets the win. Another team that might be the real deal, and we can't really tell because the teams they have faced, but Nichols, another shutout. They beat Lamar 55-0. Now, this isn't putting anything against Lamar, but Nichols, two shutouts, two games in a row, but D2 school and Lamar. I'm asking this, Nichols, are they the real deal? I mean, yeah, I think they are the real deal. You know, I think they've got a lot of a lot of really talented players. Obviously, we're going to see firsthand next week, but... It's definitely no no secret that they have played pretty pretty whack um, competition so far. Maybe maybe Northwestern can give them a rush for their money this weekend. I will definitely be tuned in for that. Yeah, and just like last week, Sela versus Sam Houston, is it going to decide the Southland Conference? Well, next week, Nichols versus Sam Houston. This could definitely decide who wins the Southland Conference. It's a big time matchup. A lot of people are going to be watching. It's going to be a really fun game. The Citadel versus Mercer. Mercer gets to win 42-28. to The Citadel, man, they are struggling. And what Weber State, now here we go. Here's Weber State. They get the win against Idaho State 49-21. to So, Humph, talk to the people and talk to me about Weber State. Weber's legit. It's, it's as simple as that. They, uh, they had over 600 yards of offense, uh, which actually, so Nichols, Weber and St. Houston State were the three programs that had over 600 yards of total offense. St. Houston State did lead the nation last week, so you know, round of applause for Coach Cardi and the St. Houston Bearcats. Also, Eric Schmidt, South Conference Player of the Week. We love him. That's our QB one. E three, E three for Walter Payton. But back to Weber State, they're really good, Dalton. Um, I, I think that they're going to end up being the number one team when it is all said and done, going into the playoffs. You know, they don't have a tough schedule. Uh, the, the the other Big Sky 
um, rivals, you know, the Montanas, they, they did opt out. So Weber State doesn't have that tough of a slate, but they are really good. <laughs> they are really good. They had a lot of returners from a, a, a final – I think they were final four last year, I believe so. But had a lot of returners off of that team, and, and I know they had to replace – the uh, the quarterback what was his name Jake Constantine. Yep, he went to Townsend. Yeah, correct. So uh, I actually saw, and I, I can't remember the the kid's name, but he did get the Big Sky Offensive Player of the Week. So obviously the dude can ball, and and I fully expect Weber State to continue their reign of terror. All right, let me throw. I'm gonna throw two matchups for you, and I want you to give a little pick them who you think would win. Matchup number okay. one: Weber State versus James Madison. Matchup number two, Ooh. Weber State versus North Dakota. Okay, okay. Um, Weber State versus James Madison off of two games. I'm going to go Weber State. Um, again, James Madison playing like they did against Robert Morris makes me nervous. Uh, I know that James Madison has an incredible rushing attack, but you know their quarterback struggled this last week. He threw two first-half interceptions, and so – I'm going Weber State for sure. Uh, again, against North Dakota, this Cinderella king of the Dakotas school. Ooh, I'm, I'm going to take experience. I'm going to go Weber State. They've been there, done that the last couple of years. You know, they've been short of getting to the national championship, but they've had some Final Four appearances. Um, North Dakota, you know, they, they were in the Big Sky. Now they're in the Missouri Valley. So the two have played each other. But I, I will be taking Weber State in that hypothetical. Yeah, it'd be a really fun matchup. It seems to be it'd be Weber State's offense versus North Dakota's defense. Be something that we we might see it. The playoffs are coming uh, soon. We might see that happen. It could be a really fun matchup. Uh, another score is Murray State. They beat Tennessee Martin fourteen to ten, and then Jacksonville State gets the win over Tennessee Tech twenty-seven to ten. And then the final score is uh, Idaho versus Eastern Washington in the Kibba Dome. Now, talking about this game, Idaho gets to win 28-21. to Well, you know, I know that Idaho has a big following on social media. I see it all the time, the Vandals, the Kibbe Dome, all that. But, man, Eastern Washington, a team that is known for their success at the FCS level. What a, what a, what a bad week one loss. But, Dalton, did you see the controversy in this game? Do you, do you know about it? Uh, I do not. Well, what's going on? So... There was a – so Eastern Washington kicks a field goal, okay? Oh, yeah, and, I did see it, bro. I did see this. Yes, yeah, so it, so like I said, we always talk about the Kibbe Dome. Well, the Kibbe Dome, their goal posts are like up on the wall. Like there's, there is no there is no post in the ground. So it, it looks – it's kind of like an optical illusion. But Eastern Washington kicks a field goal that pretty, pretty clearly on video goes in, okay? Referee – he, he he calls it he calls it no good, okay. So and they don't even review it. So fast forward, Idaho upsets highly ranked Eastern Washington, and then after the game, the Big Sky comes out and releases a statement, basically saying we messed up, we're sorry. Well, if I'm an Eastern Washington player or a coach or a fan or whatever, I'm furious. I'm pissed. Um, now, is there and, is and, there anything that they can do? Like, can they – is that set in stone? There's nothing they can do about it? They just can apologize and move on? Is there anything that could happen? Well, Dalton, let me let me just bring you back to a little little history for you and I, okay? 
they decided that Des Bryant caught the ball. Oh. So I'm pretty sure that there's nothing they can do about it. Um, so, yeah, no, I, you know, I'm, all jokes aside, there is nothing they can do about it. The game is over. It's been played. And it's kind of it's kind of just like a, hey, we messed up. Sorry about your bad luck. Yeah, it could be something, too. Well, maybe next year they change a rule where they can – like they can review something, they can make a rule change. You know, it seems that when stuff like this happens, just like when Des dropped it, is next year they they change a rule or, or fix something to help that out. But uh, we'll have to see. That's crazy. Easter Washington gets the loss, and what a crazy week! A lot of upsets, a lot of changes. But alas, we have a new week of football, and we're gonna have some crazy crazy games, maybe some ranking changes. But let's roll into the pick'ems. The very first one is the Battle of the Dakotas again. But this time, it's the Battle of the Regular Dakotas. No states. We have South Dakota versus North Dakota. North Dakota, they're looking like the real deal. Maybe they are the kings of the Dakotas. They still have to get through state. We'll have to see about that. But, Humph, here it is. You're the plague. Who are you taking? Are you taking South Dakota or North Dakota? This one is actually tomorrow night. So I'm, I'm excited to I'm excited to have a little Thursday night football. Uh, I will definitely be tuned in. We'll be walk on radio. We'll be tweeting about it, live updates, all that good jazz. Um, you know, South Dakota, huge win last week. They beat number seven overall, Illinois State. But I'm going with the hot hand here. I'm going with North Dakota. They've looked unbeatable thus far. Excuse me. Their defense has been just just great. Uh, they've got a young quarterback in there. He's making making a lot of safe decisions. You know, they're running the ball well. Uh, our player. Our player of the week last week was actually their running back, and so I expect them to let him tote the rock, and, and I, I fully expect North Dakota to get the win in this one. Well, rest in peace, North Dakota. You, you had your great run. I'm taking North Dakota as well. Hopefully my, my sliver of good luck will help with Humphrey's plague. But my thing about North Dakota that I love so much about them is their defense. They fly around. They turn, they turn that ball over. I really like North Dakota. I think they have a really good shot to, to have a good run in the playoffs. So give me North Dakota, and I promise, fans, I will help from Hump's bad luck. I will sprinkle my good luck in there. North Dakota will get the win and continue this Dalton, run. Dalton, do you think uh, right this second today is North Dakota your Missouri Valley Conference favorite today? Yeah, I, I think so. I think they just they look so dominant. They, like you said, the quarterback looks really good in the pocket. He looks like he's been there, and he, he's been there. He's showing what he can do. The running back is a is a big guy, but their defense. I love their defense. How they play the ball, how they turn the ball over, which is very important. I really like North Dakota. I think they can make they can win the Missouri Valley. They can have a great run in the playoffs. Maybe even national championship run. The next- well, and I would have said I would have said that South Dakota was my or South Dakota State, excuse me, was my favorite. But North Dakota beat them last week. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to say that North Dakota would be my pick as of today. It's going to be really fun to watch North Dakota. They, they are my new Arizona Cardinals. I love them. I love watching them play. And, and by the way, the black uniforms with the green, very nice. We, I love the black uniforms. They look good. The Fighting Hawks. We've been to the Dome. We know how loud it can get. And uh, they're a really good team. Next pick we're going to do is Albany versus New Hampshire. Two teams that are trying to fight for a spot, trying to move up on the rankings a little bit. So, Humph, Albany versus New Hampshire, who are you taking? So, this is actually this is both of their first games. Uh, you know, the rest of the CAA is getting underway this weekend. Villanova, Albany, Delaware, those teams. And so, this is a this is a big this is a big one. Uh, there's not a lot of spots to go around. I figured that James Madison will win the automatic qualifier in the CAA. So 
And I, and I do expect there to be an at-large bid or, or two in this conference. So this is a huge game. Albany versus New Hampshire. Uh, it's at New Hampshire. You know, we always joke about New Hampshire because that's where our offensive coordinator was previously at. Uh, um, oh, man, this, is, this one's tough. Um, if you look at the line, you know, the betting lines, some of them have – some of them have Albany favored by one. Some of them have North or uh, New Hampshire favored by one. Um, and I'm I'm going to take New Hampshire in this one. I'm going to take New Hampshire. I think that you know I think Albany has a, a really really talented quarterback. But I read that New Hampshire has most of their defense from last season coming back. So I'm going to take the experience on that one. Man, this is a tough matchup because it is both their first games, and we've seen what happened before with first games. Teams struggle. They make mistakes. We saw with our game versus Sela, we had a couple fumbles. You know, it's just those first game jitters, not being able to get tackled in such a long time because of COVID and everything going on. So this might be a bad game just the way how it's played. But it could end up being a really good game. I'm going to go with Albany on this one. I think their quarterback is really talented and can get the job done. So I'm going to go ahead and take Albany. And uh, we have a one-on-one matchup home. So let's hope you can break well, the streak. you... You guys heard it here first. Albany, the Great Danes are winning this week. What a name. The Great Danes. I think I, this might be the one where you break your streak. We need to have it. you got to get on the board I'm on, the one, on, it. on the head-on-head matchup. The next matchup we have is Illinois State versus UNI. UNI has got a young quarterback that can run around, make some uh, plays, but he's made a lot of mistakes. But Illinois State, they come off of a big loss. Normally a powerhouse team. This is a really cool matchup, a really fun matchup. Hump, who are you taking? Man, I was disappointed in Illinois State last week. Uh, this is this had the potential to be a, a very highly ranked game. It probably would have been the game of the week for us. But, you know, bad, bad starts of the season for the Redbirds. And so I am going Northern Iowa. Uh, I, I know I played against one of their, their best players, Quan Hampton. Uh, did you see? Did you see the coach lay him out on the sidelines last week? <laughs> I did. Did you see the video going around? I did. Wow, Barstool was tweeting about it. Unnecessary roughness, all that. I mean, the dude is suspended from being on the sidelines for the rest of the season. My goodness. Well, I'm yeah, going. But, I'm going Northern Iowa yeah. as well. Uh, I, we've we've been able to watch them more than normal because they've been involved in our pickums and in some other games. So I, I've been able to watch and get an eye on them and. Like I said, their quarterback, he can run around, he can make some really cool plays, but he also makes a lot of mistakes. So I'm a little worried about him, but Illinois State kind of fell off. I did not like the way they played. So I'm going UNI as well. The next matchup we have is UC Davis versus Idaho. And fun fact, UC Davis is where I used to is close to where I used to live, so it's technically my hometown team. Love UC Davis. They're playing Idaho. Humph, who are you taking from this one? Man. Man, oh man. This is UC Davis's First game, um, like we said, Idaho upsets Eastern Washington, and, and that was obviously a big win for them. You know, they're at the Kibbe Dome this week. Uh, like I said, it is UC Davis's first game. Idaho is, is now in the top 25, but not so fast. I'm picking the upset here. I'm taking UC Davis. They've had some good good teams in the last couple of years, and and I, I'm, I'm going to call the Idaho thing a fluke. I think that the big sky is going to beat up on each other as far as everyone other than Weber State. And so give me give me UC Davis in this one. Man, I thought you were going to take Idaho. I thought we'd have another head-on-head matchup. I'm going UC Davis. 
You know, they are, but they, wow. are my home, they are my hometown team, so I have a little bias to them. But they do look really good. It is their first game. So, like I said, a lot of mistakes could happen, and they're in the Kibi Dome. You know, maybe we'll see another field goal happen. I know they're going to be having a keen eye on this one. But uh, I'm going with the hometown team. I'm going UC Davis. Uh, I used to drive by their college all the time. I remember them since when I was a kid. I really like them, and I think they look really good. Give me UC Davis. I really thought we were going to have a head-on-head matchup there. What a surprise to me. The next matchup, we have a Southland Conference matchup, McNeese versus Sela. Sela had a great offensive game, a terrible defensive game. They lost to us, Sam Houston, last week. McNeese also had a bad game against UIW. So both teams are looking to come back and have themselves a really good game. So, Humph, who you have in this matchup, McNeese or Sela? Like I said, time and time before, you know, there's not a lot of playoff spots to go around. You know, so so Sela... And McNeese are both backs against the wall. Uh, I think that I think that Sela is a really good ball club. I think that they they showed that their offense is as good as as a lot of offenses. You know that quarterback he is gigantic, and I mean he under pressure, pocket present. He's as good as I've seen. You know their two receivers, number eighty one and number eighty three, are are every bit of of fast as I've seen in the Southland Conference. I mean, those dudes can flat-out play. Um, I'm going to be honest, Dalton. I think that Southeastern absolutely blows McNeese out of the water. Wow. Uh, you know, it's a tough, tough loss for them, you know, coming to Sam Houston. They, they play – I mean, they played pretty, play pretty good. You know, they scored a lot of points, but, but our offense was too much for their defense. And, and I think that they are going to be playing with a chip on their shoulder back against the wall. And I think that they absolutely dismantled the Cowboys this weekend. I'm going to agree with you on this one. I think Southeastern Louisiana, Sela, they get the win. Uh, you're absolutely right. They had a great, they had themselves a great game. And it's a little bit easier for us to kind of make this pick because we watched them play. I mean, we have one of the best D lines in the country, and they were pressuring him the entire game. But they had, he had uh, Joe Wallace, one of our better defensive linemen, literally tackling him, and he was still able to stand up and make a throw. He's a big dude. Their offense is really good. And on defense, you know, they may have struggled against us, but they still do have a preseason All-American corner. And uh, it's a little hard because we have a really good receiving core, so it's hard to judge how he played. But he's still an All-American for a reason. I think they bounce back. They get revenge after that bad loss, and, and they stomp McNeese. I'm really excited to see a Sela versus Nichols matchup. You know, we have the powerhouses. We have the Nichols, the Sam Houston's, the Sela's. A matchup between those two is going to be really fun. A Nickel sam Houston matchup is going to be really fun. So the Southland's up for grabs still. There's a lot of teams still competing. UIW still in the picture. Southland looks really fun, really cool. And it's a swung song, the send-off before we move on to the WAC. We have a lot of cool matchups going on. Next pickup we're going to do is Sacred Heart versus Manhump. We had to look this one up because this is a crazy name. <laughs> Duquesne, good, really good two teams. Sacred Heart, man, we were kind of talking about Sacred Heart. Messing with them during our FCS preview. But uh, we love Sacred Heart. So talk to me about this one. Who are you taking? Yeah, I'm going Sacred Heart uh, only because I don't know much about these two teams. Uh, I know that these are the two of the better teams in this conference. So, you know, what's up, hey, what's up with uh, conference favorites meeting up early, early in the season? It seems like that has been a, a recurring thing. Uh, but, yeah, this one, this one could decide their conference. And so Sacred Heart, I'm picking them over Duquesne. And, and and hopefully hopefully we're able to catch this game, Dalton. Yeah, I'm going with you as well, Sacred Heart. Uh, just like you said, I don't really know much about these two teams, but man, 
Sacred Heart. What a cool name for a school. Better than Duquesne, that's for sure. And uh, just because we were talking crap about Sacred Heart during our FCS preview, I feel a little bad. So I'm going to give them the win because you know me. I got that good luck. Sprinkle the good energy on the Sacred Heart. Maybe they make a run. Maybe we'll see them in the playoffs. And, you know, that's if we can make playoffs. Well, let's all hope everything goes down. But maybe we have a matchup with Sacred Heart. You know, I, I love the name of the school. I'm going with Sacred Heart, and it's going to be a really fun matchup. The last game of our pick'em is Maine versus Delaware. Now, Maine, we have a couple players from Maine. Uh, the the black is it Black Bears or Blue Bears? The uh, the Black Bears. The Black Bears, and then Delaware, of course, uh, alumni of our of our famous head coach, Coach Keeler. Delaware versus Maine. Humph, who's your pick? Delaware versus Maine. The Blue We've Hens. Got the, black ba- the Black Bears versus the Blue Hens. What a what a great mascot game. Man, I, I'm I'm going the fighting Joe Flacco's. I'm going the fighting Coach Keelers. I mean, we we jokingly hear about Delaware all the time. You know, Coach Keeler won a national championship there, so props to him. That's awesome. Um, you know, I, I I don't know that Delaware is going to make the playoffs this year, especially in in a shortened field. I don't know that they're as good as the New Hampshire's, the Albany's, the the um, obviously the James Madison, maybe the Villanovas. Uh, so I am going to pick Delaware here, but I, I just, man, they're, they're going to have to show me something if, if they want me to jump on the bandwagon. All right. Uh, you know, this is probably risky for me and I apologize to coach Sadiq, Cardi and Keeler for what I'm about to do, but I'm going with the black bears. I'm going Maine. Ooh. I've been looking at them. I really like the way they play. I think they're a good team. I think a little upset might happen. You know, there's nothing against Delaware and all the coaches that have been there, but, uh, I like Maine. I like how they play. The Black Bears, I mean, that's such a cool name. I'm going with Maine on this one, and a really fun matchup. We have a lot of cool, a lot of cool games, a lot of cool little, little the, the Battle of Dakotas, the top 25, going crazy. You know, we're following Deshaun Watson, we're following the NFL. Hump, any last words before we end this episode? Man, it was a fun week at SDS. I think that the national presence is is getting there. I see more and more people talking about it. And, and the more weeks that we have with all these exciting scores, all these exciting finishes, these upsets, I think the better, uh, you know, sooner or later, people are going to realize that the FCS is awesome. Uh, the fan bases are awesome. You know, you've got great mascots. You've got great players. Uh, I saw today where 11 FCS players were invited to the NFL Combine. So that, that's awesome. Um, and, I, and I think going forward, people are going to realize that. Yeah, whether you're a Saluki, a Bearcat, uh, Blue Hen, Black Bears, a lot of cool names, a lot of cool schools, and we're growing. FCS is growing. We're going to get those primetime matchups. We hope you enjoy this episode, and of course, we will see you all next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.